I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So here's Zach Eflin with this ring, IV strikeout, because he was dealing and there was a story that was going on and I was at the game and I saw the umpires visit him, didn't really know what was going on, Steve, but... Apparently, Zach Eflin, like a lot of people, or especially athletes in general, wear uh, for their wedding ring sort of a, sort of a, of a rubber, like a you know a rubber ring, or it's made out of plastic or rubber, whatever, um, uh, you know, as, as in lieu of their actual wedding band. And he wore it on his left hand. Do you know the umpires threatened to throw him out of the game if he didn't remove it? Is this not the dumbest thing that you have heard? I mean, we are all over the whole, you know. Foreign substance, you know, check the pitcher on the way off the mound every inning, make sure he doesn't have any sticky stuff. You know, we saw what what happened earlier this year with what was it Max Scherzer or somebody? Mm-hmm. Um and and but but I I just don't know what you're checking for if a dude has his wedding ring on his left hand inside his glove. Yeah, inside the glove. If it was your throwing hand, okay, that could affect how the ball's sure. thrown and gripped or sure. whatever else. Sure. Totally get that. Sure. Yep. As much as much jewelry and everything else that players have at the plate and in the field, <laughs> we're going to worry about a guy having a, a rubber wedding band in his glove as a pitcher. Like, what? <laughs> and, and the fact that every umpiring crew this year has seen it and asked uh-huh. to take it off, he's like, yeah, it means a lot to me. Like, no, they're fine. We'll let MLB deal with it. Yeah, they don't have a problem with like, it. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I guess there's a rule that you can't have jewelry and, and it's, you know, they probably say probably says wedding band specifically because there are left-handed pitchers that may wear a wedding band on their left hand and that and could I potentially could see change that. the ball i could see that but you should say pitching hand yeah you know in that case but under your glove who cares it. like yeah like what's the point of that i uh, i don't know but he said uh, eflin said after the game and, and the Rays won three to two of course but eflin said after the game he said the umpire crew was just a little different and <laughs> they were too I got more on that in a minute, but they seemed a little on edge, but that's part of it. He, he said, I said, if you're going to eject me out of the game, then I'll take it off. And that's when they ended up coming out and telling me that on the mound that that's what they were going to do is toss yeah. me out of the game if I didn't take off my rubber ring. So I took it off. Can you imagine? I mean, this dude, honest to goodness, I, this is the best game he's pitched since he's been a Ray. I was, was going to say, he might want to take it off next game, too. I mean, no kidding. I mean, um, Seven strikeouts, no, ten strikeouts in in uh, seven innings, right? Ten strikeouts, right? yeah, in seven innings. Seven of those looking. Seven called strike threes, yeah, and um, many of those. And getting back to the umpire crew, uh, they were the home plate umpire was calling the high strike, and the Pirates found that out early and didn't like it. But I thought he was consistent. I I wouldn't want to be a hitter in that game if he's going to give the, the that pitch to to either pitcher. Um, but having said that, they couldn't adjust. And but more than that, this dude, he was pounding the strike zone. I looked up one time and he had damn near seventy pitches and hadn't thrown more than like fifteen balls. You know what I mean? Like they were all strike. Everything he threw, breaking ball, slider, fastball, changeup. 
everything was a strike. It was he was getting you know o two one and two on almost every hitter. He made, he was tough today. Well, and you see why the Rays wanted to go get him, and it's just mm-hmm. it really is amazing. And we can talk about Chase Anderson the night before who got the save pitching three innings, right? You know what other people? And granted, they gave Eflin forty million over three years, so it's not like he's nobody. But no. you looked at his stats in his, over his career, and you go, "Why would the Rays give him forty million over three years?" Well, this is why today showed you what they knew and what he was capable of and potentially could do, and why they gave him the biggest free agent contract they've ever given anybody for the Rays. And yeah, he was dealing today, and, and the Pirates hitters had no shot. No, they 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 simply just could never get on top of him. And um, you know, I. I, I think, you know, his ERA, his career ERA was close to or above four. I mean, it wasn't like, you know, he's pitched a lot of baseball and they knew he was, they thought he was a good pitcher, but they certainly, whatever they've done in terms of pitch, pitch selection or whatnot, he's an absolute strike thrower. Now, he got knocked around a little bit in um, Chicago. He said, you know, he didn't, it was cold. He didn't really feel good. He wanted to redeem himself a little bit uh, on Thursday. And boy, he did. I mean, he looked great. Even having said that, though. They were very fortunate to get out of this game. Um, they hit three solo home runs. Uh, you know, Yandy Diaz, uh, Randy Rosarina, and Taylor Walls. And um, they needed all three of those runs because they made a mess kind of of the ninth inning. And actually, it, it of all people, because Taylor Walls is a fantastic glove. I mean, this guy, if he plays enough, and unfortunately for some reason I think – there's a little bias when it comes to gold gloves and things like they also want you to hit a little bit. It's not supposed to be a, it's a defensive award, but nonetheless, they seem to give it to guys that can swing the bat a little bit. Um, and well, Taylor it's like is, defensive his, player of the year in football is going to go to someone either with a ton of interceptions or a lot of sacks. It's not going to be sacks. Yeah, it's not going to be the best guy necessarily. Correct. In hockey, yeah. the Norris Trophy goes to the best defenseman who plays good defense but scores a lot of points. But scores goals, right? Exactly. It's the same thing. And so, and and to Taylor's credit, what's he got now? Five or six home runs. I mean, the dude just doesn't play now, every day. I think. Yeah, he's really he's raking. And um, but the the one of all the guys, so runner on first, ninth inning, one out, uh, chopper to second base, and it's one of those where you know you want to probably tag the runner and then throw to first, and the game's over. Um, and generally the runner will stop in his tracks and start reversing, you know, reversing field so that you have to make a decision about either going to first and then going back to second or, or trying to try to break up the double play by not giving you enough time to do both. Exactly. And so he, he kind of wants to, to gum up the works. Well, this guy just decided to run right through Taylor walls and Taylor. I've never seen, I, I, I can't remember doing this myself because I, you know, when I, when I was playing second, you, you always, when you're going to do that tag play and throw the first thing, it seems like you always have your hand in the glove, uh, with the ball in your hand and 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 and, and you know the ball in the glove and your your hand over top of it. He went and just tagged him with his with his glove hand, and the guy hit him so hard that the ball came loose. Well, now you have first and second, and they got into a jam because then they had a uh, bases clearing double after that. And now it's three to two, um, and so you know Jason Adam through no fault of his own, suddenly is out there, you know, trying to prevent the tying run from scoring. Um, but he did a good job and got out of the, got out of the mess. And, you know, I, I'm telling you, this team, they sweep the Pirates who were as, well, they had the second-best record in baseball. They were as hot as any other team this side of the Rays. 
Um, and now, what are they like? They're 20, 26, 26 and six? 6. So if they go 500 the rest of the season, contrary to some media members asking <laughs> questions. I, uh, I swallowed it. <laughs> simple math, and I know that we said there'd be no math in this podcast, but simple math right. will tell you that means they finish the season 91 and 71. Correct. Not 101 wins. Not 101, yes. which I heard on the radio. Yes. I, I know I know media members aren't very good with math, and they proved it today. So <laughs> if you heard the post. Yeah. But, yeah, so right. the Rays were to finish five, go 500 the rest of the season, they'd be 91 and 71, which – it's going to get you in the playoffs. I mean, with three wild card teams, you may not win the division with that, but you'll be, you'll be in the playoffs. You're going to get in, yeah. Yeah, and, um, and, and more impressively, they're nine games ahead of New York. With with the with the Yankees coming to town, Yankees coming today. to town. So if they take two out of three from the Yankees, right, they'll win be the ten games up on them. Thirty five games in the season. I mean, that's they say you can't win a pennant in April, but you can lose it. In this case, May, uh, that could be it for the Yankees. I, they, and and suddenly they would be the team that would be struggling just to make yeah. the postseason. Because well, uh, right, be they'd be a game stands. above five hundred at that point. They'd be last in the the Central in the division, and then the yeah. AL East. I mean, but right. I mean, they're only you know a game or two behind the teams in front of them. Yeah, I yeah. mean, they're not any, but they're not out of it by any stretch of the imagination. They're still. I mean, the AL East has all five teams above five hundred. You got mm-hmm. divisions like the AL Central where. What the Twins are leading the division four games above five hundred. Everybody else is at least four or five games below five hundred. I mean that division's awful, right? You know the AL East, as expected, is the best division in baseball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not a surprise. How about this? At twenty six and six, that's the second best thirty two game start in the modern era. That's since nineteen oh one. With only three teams have done one better, just one win better. The 1902 Pirates, you remember that team, Steve? Absolutely. The 1911 Tigers. I remember, I remember too. this. And why I remember this one? Because my buddy and teammate Howard Johnson was on this team. The 84 Tigers. That team won tons of. of they were 35 and, and five. Game. Yeah, they that, were incredible. That's how they started the season. That was. Yeah, and it, so there was 27 and five, and they went eight more in a row, and they ended up 35 and five. Yep. Uh, and the 1907 Cubs and the 1928 Yankees and the 39 Yankees, which you hear a lot about, right? Um, started all started 26 and six. Of those six teams, four have won the World Series, and a fifth won the NL championship. Yep. I I think what they have here is a special team in a special year. It, this is too much of a sample size, and just watching them every day, um, there's nothing they can't do, man. And and this was not a game like Pittsburgh. They pitched really well in this game, and they used a bunch of pitchers, by the way. But but they only at one point they you know the Rays had four hits, and Eflin allowed two hits, and we were in the seventh inning, you know, and. Um, so it wasn't like there just wasn't a lot of offense, and 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 like I said, those 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 four hits. I mean, you know, it, it, it wound up three of them were home runs at one point. But um, it's a special it's a special year. It's a special team. They do so many things right, defensively, offensively. Um, even when even when there's not a lot going on you know, they come up with a big fly when they need it. And they've hit so many home runs. That that's the and I'm here to tell you, by the way, the ball's flying out of the park again. <laughs> I don't wanna I'm gonna be this guy that's a conspiracy theorist. Can can we check those baseballs, man? <laughs> um, because they seemed a little hoppy. 
the way me. baseball's well, getting just, so much positive publicity, they ain't checking anything. No, I, exactly, exactly. And I think I think they love it. I, I think uh, it's it just seems unusual that a team like the Rays would hit this many home runs. But man, the ball the ball Yandy hit that just got over the right field that was a laser. Um, They've hit forty seven more home runs than their opponents. It's insane, sixty seven I mean, to insane. twenty. Yeah, I mean that's and now you know part of that is credit to pitching. They're not giving up the home run ball and the defense, whatever. But to to out homer your opponents that much is is just, I mean it's it's incredible and they're. They're a special team. You can just see it. You can feel it. Uh, it doesn't seem to matter who they play. Now, I think it's going to be interesting when the Yankees come here because of just you know, people are like, well, the rivalry, this and well, you know, the Rays haven't shied away from the Yankees any, any time lately, um, and and I don't think they're going to now. It'll be a fun atmosphere, though. They're going to open up part of the upper deck in the trop, maybe not the entire thing, but but a good a good portion of it. So you could get upwards of close to thirty thousand people there. But here, here's the thing, and and you know I don't know how the series will wind up, right? But the Rays are doing so many things. Well, they lead baseball in just about every statistical category, every category you can throw out. Yeah, the Yankees are batting two twenty eight this season. Like they're not hitting. No, and, and against this Rays pitching staff, mm-hmm. you you should expect them to dominate this Yankees team. I mean, Yankees are twenty seventh in hitting this year. Yeah, the only teams behind them are the Mariners, the A's, and the Tigers, and we saw how bad the Tigers and the A's are. Well, yeah, for sure. You know, I mean, they're not hitting at all. They've hit what twenty-seven? Home- no, I'm sorry, that's the wrong number. Let me see. Thirty-nine home runs. Where the, Yan- the Rays have sixty-seven. Like they're almost thirty home runs better than the Yankees at that short porch yeah. of right field. That doesn't even make sense, does it? No, I mean not just. The, I mean the short porch and a guy that hits sixty two who's been nicked up, and so yeah, he's not. He's on the IL now, so he won't be there yeah. this weekend. But, but, but still, you know, all that guy did was hit over sixty last year. Um, that's crazy, man. Up is down. I mean, and you know, whatever national tension. I mean, it was like, oh, it's a cute little story. They won thirteen in a row. They won fourteen. No, I mean we are into May. It is, you know, on on Thursday it was May the fourth. Be with you. Um, but these cats are believing and they are, they're just playing great base. There's nothing they can't do. I mean, they can even flip the ball to themselves and make the out at first. Oh, listen, let's get into this because it's, it's become a viral thing now with Wander Franco. If you missed it, uh, this was in the game on Wednesday where there was a ground ball hit to him and it comes out of his glove and he flips it up in the air to himself, catches it bare hand, and throws the guy out by about a half a step at first base. And then after the game, Kevin Cash was asked about it, and you could tell by his answer, yeah, that's not going to happen again. I mean, he didn't say that, but it was clear yes. you know, that he would rather not see that in, in, a, in a game again. What did, you, what did you? I got my thoughts on it. I'm going to tell you what I think. What did you think of when you, when you saw that, either live or on replay? It's what some of the sports have become now Mm -hmm. and it's fine and dandy to do that until you're late with a throw or yeah you didn't catch the ball you know you or you barehanded you you drop it when you barehanded yeah Yeah. you you missed i mean you start letting a guy on because you're showboating i I mean that's it's like the it's not quite the same but you know sitting there 
watching a home run and not running and it falls short and now all of a sudden you're at first mm-hmm. base instead of second or third i mean it's you know it's not mm-hmm. quite the same but mm-hmm. it's the you know if you're gonna if you're yeah, gonna, like if you're you gonna pimp that home run flip and yeah, you're gonna pimp that it. home run you better make sure it went like that's true you're gonna ball flip to yourself <laughs> you better make sure you get the out <laughs> right and and maybe get it by less a little more than huh. a half a step next time I mean, it was a good runner. So, so here, here's my thing about this whole. I, I only thought one thing when I saw the play because I didn't know what, what all the fuss was. I didn't see it live, and then I went on the, what the kids call the interweb now, and uh, I, I watched it several times, and I know what he was doing because if you, you know, if you're if you're an infielder, you take a lot of ground balls, and you, you know, you're out there constantly fielding and stuff. So it's kind of like, it's kind of like a unconscious act uh-huh. you know what i mean like you just kind of flip it in your hand and then you know a lot of times you may not be throwing the ball to first like you'll just be right. fielding ground balls and tossing it in a bucket so what he was doing there is something that he probably does every day but not in not in game time right uh-huh. not it not it uh, not when it counts here's what my first thought was how freaking relaxed is this guy yes you're in a major league game right you're you're playing before you know many thousands of people in a big series against the Pittsburgh Pirates, and you're you field the ball and you're almost in a kind of zoned out practice mode where you just kind of man eh, just toss the ball up to myself and gun it over there. All I could think of was, you want to see special? What he just showed you is he's not like any of us. He's not. Because baseball is supposed to be hard. In fact, it is hard, especially at the major league level. And you're supposed to have a little bit of stress once in a while. This cat, this guy's like, he, he could have been on a, on, on a field at, you know, Northwest Youth Center in St. Pete doing that. It, it didn't matter to him because he's just that good. He's just that relaxed. It's just that natural to him. I've never seen anything like that. And it I helps. Mean, it and, helps and the it, game was six one at the time, I believe. You know, oh sure, it wasn't, it wasn't like even, it wasn't like it was three two in the ninth, like today's. Right, game that's was. true. Like if that was the last out, he, you right. know, it probably doesn't. He probably doesn't zone out a little bit because I think he, I think he was even more relaxed because they had such a lead and whatnot. Yep. yep. But but still, for a guy like was he in his second or third year in the major leagues? Um, third year, I guess. He he just doesn't have a pulse. I mean, I'd love to check his heart rate when he's at the plate or in the infield or anything. It's crazy to me that you can have that sort of confidence in yourself. That's that's why that's why he's so great. Like he's just he's different, man. I'm telling you, and, and special shows up early on these guys. In any in any walk of life, show me somebody who's really special and it'll happen when they're young. You'll know right away. Tiger Woods, you know, like special shows up early. Michael Jackson, okay? Like, you just, it's just different, man. Wonders, wonders different. He's, he's just not, he's just not the same as, as the rest of those guys. Um, the other thing that impressed me was, uh, it, just the start that Randy Rosarina is off to. Ooh. I, I mean, this guy, and I know everybody kind of credits maybe, and maybe rightfully so, the World Baseball classic um when he when he was just raking and and showboating and you know doing the the arms cross thing and all that where it got started but whatever that thing is that cat is locked in and 
He struck out once, I think, uh, as well the other day. He drew a walk on a three-two pitch. But man, when you see him, when you see him launching balls into the right center field seats, he's dialed in. You know what I mean? Because he's always been kind of a pull happy guy. But when he can do that, and he's so strong, and I mean, they've got bona fide several MVP, league MVP candidates on this baseball team right now, and they're going to have a lot of all-stars on on the all-star team when they get there. They just are. Yandy Diaz, the year that he's having. Yeah, I think, what, I mean, Randy's, what, fourth in the American League in batting? Yeah. Of course, oh, yeah. Yandy Diaz is third. So <laughs> Right. Right. And y- Yandy's, like, getting on base about 42% of the time on every uh, bat. Yeah, for, um, uh, on base percentage of 432 for Yandy. Yeah, it's crazy. His OPS is over uh, one, one, one point but, zero. But the home runs. I mean, he's yep. almost tied, you know, for the number of home runs he had all last year. Yeah. I mean, he's tied Randy he's with had, eight so far this year for the race. Yeah. And he's got just over 100, 100 and something yep. at bats. And he's got more walks than strikeouts, Yandy does. Right. So, I mean, these, these cats are on pace for like 40 home runs, you know, if not more. Well, it's got to be more um, than that. It would have to be. Okay. Well, I'm thinking 100 at bats usually get about 500 a year, or is it 600? Uh, he's got eight, so yeah, well over forty. No, actually, no, they're on pace for forty and a half home runs. So, is that what it is? Okay. Yep. So, I mean, you could have a couple do that, right? And then, and then there's then there's Taylor Walls, who all he does, you know, we talked about the play, but I mean, this dude has got he's got five or six himself, and he's not playing every day, right? And he's hitting the long ball. Um, so they they're just they're all just so locked in and there's there's you know they they hand the baton to the next guy and you know no one faces an immense amount of pressure. Um they're just really good to watch, man. And and I you know it was it, there was 13,000 12, 12 between 12 and 13,000 there for a matinee in in a getaway day against the Pirates. But this series against the Yankees, man, it's going to be cool to see um fans, you know, coming back to the upper deck and stuff like that. And there'll be a lot of Yankee fans there, obviously. They only come here twice this year yep, because they don't play each other as much. But um, that's the other thing. But I would think that the Rays are catching, like you said, the Yankees at a really good time because they are, they are, they are beat up and they're not playing well. And, and although this came off a tough series in Cleveland, I think they won two out of the three. Um, and they may have been in town yesterday because they had the off day. So they will have been uh, – well adjusted and rested, and a lot of them live here as well. But yeah, I mean, Kevin Cash said, you know, you got to feel good. I mean, we played well all season. You know, it was a great series. I mean, Pirates came in; they're a hot team, and um, you know, they just they just keep rolling. And it's fun at the Trop, man. And if you get that kind of pitching from from Eflin to go with, and then Glassnell's coming back. I heard May eighteenth. Okay. Uh, as a, as a possibility yeah. for him, and it looks like Fleming's going to pitch on Sunday, so that was good news when he left. Foot's his last. all right, yep. yeah, mm-hmm. that was huge. He's just a bruised foot, and he he did some throwing, I guess, uh, before the game on uh, Thursday. So yeah, all positive vibes for the Rays, man, and uh, we'll see if they can keep it going. You know, with with the New York Yankees, you know, um, obviously a big brand, better ball club, all that stuff, but. Um, you couldn't have found a, a hotter team than the Pirates when they came here. And now the Pirates have to be doubting themselves, right? Because everybody's like, oh, you know, look at the hot start they're off to. This will be a great series. you got two top teams in baseball, and it's like, boof, it was swept. Get the brooms out. But 3-2 win on Thursday is a good win by the race. 
We'll talk. Uh, Not only swept, but you scored four runs in the three games. Yeah, you mean the Pirates? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And two in the final inning. Yeah, after an error. Right. So yeah, I mean the pitch, the pitching has been stellar. Let me say this though, real quick about the pitching. Where I would be concerned, um, if I were going to be concerned about this baseball team, and who knows, you know, when you get to the postseason. Typically, you know, good pitching is going to start to, you know, start to win against against the hitting. I mean, I don't, I don't expect them to be mashing the ball uh, necessarily the way they have when they get to postseason. You're going against, you know, the top three pitchers in each team and the teams are better, whatever. But where I would be a little nervous and they haven't had a lot of safe situations, I think Jason Adam is great. Uh, he was great last year. He did a nice job settling down after that error. Could have got him in trouble. We don't know what's up with Pete Fairbanks. Um, you know, he's got sort of a wrist. I think it's more of a wrist injury than anything. Uh, he's on the 15 days, so they hope to get him back. Um, but where I would be nervous is is the bullpen. If if I were the Rays, like I, you know, the the Colin Pochets and the Beaks and guys like this, I understand they're left-handed. And they don't, those guys don't grow on trees and stuff. I'm I'm uneasy about some of their some of their bullpen. If I if I were a Rays fan, I'd be like, eh. and, and I don't know, you know, Fairbanks as well. Okay, him and and Adam obviously can be bona fide closers. Uh, you should be okay with that, but they can't do it every night. And when they get in the, in the tight ball games, I just don't know if there's enough down there. Um, and and maybe it just hasn't been tested yet. Um, but that's the one area I think if I were going to invest in something, I would I would. Especially with the year they're having, right? Like, well, I think that's why you've seen them, you know, trade for Chase and yes, um, yes, and, and Javi Guerra they brought back, and you know, that's they're, right. They're they're trying to they're figure trying. that out. I, I think, look, you can never have enough pitching. When you think you have enough pitching, go get more. Exactly. But exactly. I I I tend to think they're not a hundred percent comfortable with everything yet, and that's why mm-hmm. they're always going to be looking for for what's out there. But I think. You're seeing a move even quicker this year. Is that yeah. think they're trying to figure that out? Yeah. And to be fair, like I said, like those guys haven't been in many like high leverage situations, and so if you fail early in the few that you're in, it seem it tends to stand out more. Um, and and I think you have to get innings behind you and and get get in those situations before you learn to get out of them. Every year is different. Um, but there's just there's just something about some of the dudes that they have down there that, uh, you know, in a close game in a playoff or something like that. I, I just think this would be, if you're going to do something, this would be the year to really, because the starting pitching, dude, they, they're even, even with, you know, the losses they've had to injuries, but you get glass now back. I mean, they, they can deal uh, with the starters. Those guys are great. Um, but yeah, I'd be a little nervous about the, about the bullpen. We'll see. We'll see how they're able to navigate this, but boy, what a start! What a start by the Rays, special season. I mean, you're talking about hundred year seasons, fifty year seasons, right? I mean, if you're a Rays fan, this could be generational, right? Like this, this could be something that you know, twenty years from now, ten, fifteen years from now, teams are going, yeah, remember, remember the the 2023 Rays got off to this start, blank, 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 and so it's it's very unusual, and and I hope people are enjoying it. But it was fun at the old ball yard, man. It was. Uh, I went, uh, watched the game, watched the businessman special. Um, thanks to my boss, Mark Catches, for inviting me. 
Uh, but I, I had a good time. And, and uh, two hours and 15 minutes, Steve, not bad. It took me longer to drive there and back than <laughs> it did that I was at the game. <laughs> That's just uh, this reality of uh, clock baseball, I guess you would say. Uh, I want to tell you guys just real quickly how to save money on your electric bill. We've been saying, and it's May Electric Solar. They're a family-owned business. They've been operating and installing solar electric systems now for, a, well, 13 years, all told. Uh, there's a lot of these companies out there, but May Electric, May Electric is committed to you for the long term. They guarantee their workmanship with a 30-year labor and services warranty, plus with every installation, you get $750 worth of surge protection. That's for all your appliances. That's what they're calling the May difference. If you visit their Hudson showroom, May Electric displays all their products. They conduct on-site testing. You can see exactly what they're going to install and customize it right to your needs. Plus, they don't use subcontractors. All those dudes up there on the roof with the solar panels, those are Billy Mays guys. You know exactly who's doing the job. Start saving money today. Call the solar energy experts, May Electric Solar, at 727-819-2862. You can schedule a free estimate They'll show you how you're going to lower your electric bill all year long and preserve those appliances. It's May Electric Solar at 727-819-2862. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right, we got time for uh, one quick mailbag question. That, uh, as, as a few of them, they're left over, but we'll, we'll do one now and then hold, hold some to Monday or next week. All right, Casey had uh, tweeted this a couple days ago. He says, what is the minimum number of wins or what is the worst-case scenario where Todd Bowles would be back to coach in 2024? So the, the, the fewest wins that would return him, is that, what, is that the question, I think? Yes. In context? Yes. Okay. All right, so here's what I would say about that. Um, I wouldn't focus so much on the wins as the result. Uh, and what I mean by that is, like last year, they were 8-10, and 10, period, right? 8-10, and 10. that's the record. If you include the wild card, terrible wild card loss, lopsided loss to the Dallas Cowboys. But they were also division champions. They hung a banner, which there aren't but seven or those in, in the entire franchise history. So if you have another year this year where the NFC South beats up on each other and no one is above 500 or maybe maybe one team wins it with say eight or nine wins again if that's the buccaneers i don't think you're firing todd bowles i just don't right like the, i mean it it wasn't a great year and they've made changes as a result of it they changed their coaching staff they they brought in dave canales um uh you know they they've made changes to their offensive staff all all the way around and they're trying to thread a needle that's very hard to thread. And I think that ownership has to recognize, in fact, they're the ones mandating that they pay the bills now because, you know, they, they have a lot of dead cap room because of all the free agents they brought back for Tom Brady. And I think there's a recognition that, you know what, we can still compete. We think we got a, a quarterback between Trask and Mayfield and, 
we think we can figure out the offensive line with worth switching, and we, we, we think these rookies are going to be pretty good. Well, we know Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are still really good, and we know if we can get Devin White in here and we've got Levante for another season and we like our draft pick and Vita Vea, like, you know. So you can make an argument that, like, they're trying to win. They really are, and they think they have a shot, especially in this division. Outside of, to me, the New Orleans Saints with Derek Carr, probably got the best quarterback now in the division you would say at least from a you know from a record standpoint um and i think carolina is going to be very very good because because i i just i thought they were good last year and the bucks came oh so close to to not winning the division um until they came back and beat carolina late in that game but you can win this division with nine wins this year i think i think it's very possible to do maybe you win it with eight again I just don't know. But to me, especially since you're trying to thread the needle and stay competitive while also getting younger, while also, uh, you know, not competing for free agents. I mean, they lost a lot of players, you know, guys they would have liked to have kept. Um, and they had to make tough choices. So if you're, if you're going to tell me they're firing Todd Bowles, however he does it after two NFC South titles, I just don't think that's possible. I don't. Uh, now maybe maybe depending on how you get there, like if you jump out to a six and zero lead and then stagger home with two wins the rest of the way, but still manage to win the division, okay, you can make that argument. But it was kind of like last year. There were people thinking that Todd Bowles might be fired after last season, eight and ten. Like you know, he's Todd Bowles has had one winning season in his coaching career, going back to the New York Jets. Okay, one. Now again, won a division title last year. Can't take that away. But got blammoed in the postseason, so what was it really worth? Um, so he's definitely on the hot seat. Um, but you also want to give guys like Canales and some of these new coaches an opportunity to, you know, to install their stuff and see how that looks. And, you know, is it fair to fire them after one year? And, and you know, so minimum number of wins. I, I don't know that there's a number of wins. I would just say I don't think probably organiz- I don't think organizations or management – I'm not going to say ever, but it's never about number of wins. Like, no. tell me what happens. What if Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask are both hurt in the first five games of the there season? There you go. Absolutely. And yeah. you're How down you to your third there? string quarterback. You don't have Brock Purdy. I mean, right. You know, How'd you get there? How'd you mm-hmm. get there? And, and the, the conversations that if I was management would be having, and I'm assuming this is what happens in most places, is you get to the end of the season. Where are we at? What's our plan for the future? And do we think that coach and coaching staff is he the right guy can yeah. get us to that to where we believe is the next where season, we're headed? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. based on what they did this year, based and a lot of it could be, you know, okay, let's say they finished nine and eight but missed the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But did but they start? They did they start seven six? and zero oh and then go two and eight yeah. the rest of the way, or did they start? Right. You know, one and two seven and, and ended up yeah. nine and eight. You know, and that exactly. that matters to things too. Did you lose the totally team along does. the way? You know, what's the totally does. the locker room? I, I don't think I don't think management ever sits there and goes numbers like. No, they don't. They don't. It's they possible really don't. In, they, in certain scenarios. It's been hey, make the playoffs, or we're going to make a change. That's maybe that, well, that happens, happens occasionally. That happens, but yeah, but I, I don't think it's about number of wins or number of this. It's mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the year, it's you know, let's evaluate this this how the season went and, and lots of things go into it from injuries and the reasons to, for to it. everything yeah. else. And mm-hmm. then 
what do we think is next year? And is this coaching staff, is this front office, is this the right people to get us to where we think we can be next year? And, it, right. you know, is their plan good enough? And that's really that's really how they think. I, you know, it's never like you have to have six wins or you're fired. I don't think exactly that ever right. happens. And I, I shouldn't I guess I shouldn't say ever because I'm sure at some point in history it did, but but it's not about the numbers. It's about you know, if you didn't win the Super Bowl this year, what's your plan to help us get there next year? That's really what and do it we, boils and, down and to. are you the guy? I think the questions that the Glazers uh-huh. ask is do we have the guy that can is he gonna win a Super Bowl for us? Are we gonna win it with Todd Bowles? Does do you see Todd Bowles lifting the Lombardi trophy with what we're doing? Uh-huh with what his coaching staff is doing, with what with what they're doing in the front office. Like, you know, recognizing that it's tough. We, you know, they went all in for Brady for three years and they won they won the they won the deal. They won it all. And it would they would do it again. It was worth it. They they won a Super Bowl. They went to three playoffs. They won two division titles. Okay. All worth it. But you also got to recognize that Todd Bowles, you know, he's not going to benefit now from those three years. He he's kind of the guy that's the head coach when they're trying to, you know, reduce payroll and and get younger and, you know, not have Tom Brady like he's that guy now. So there has to be some consideration for that. But at the end of the day, as Stephen A. would say, are you the right guy or not? Right? Like, are, are, you know, or do we see you as that dude that's gonna that is gonna take us there eventually? Uh, and there's just so many factors in, involved with that. But yeah. You put it well, not a number, more of a feeling, and certainly results based, right? I mean, because that's it's a what have you done for me league, um, but uh, you know, I think he has an opportunity to win the division. I mean, that's the other thing is I I, I think the Bucks they're going to have to get some help on the offensive line. Speaking of which, you see where Donovan Smith, another Buccaneer, headed to the Kansas City Chiefs. It's incredible. What does Andy Reid know about this roster? <laughs> well, he played against it. Yeah. He lost the Super Bowl to it, so he knew that. Uh, but, yeah, um, they've got a number of players, including what, Mike Edwards is out there now, and um, there's there's been a number of guys, uh, Watson, the receiver. I mean, there's a number of, of former Bucks, but and, – and the tape is not good. Like, I don't know what the plan is. If, they're, if they think Donovan Smith's going to be their everyday left tackle, okay. I don't know if that's the plan or if he's just in the mix or what, but um, the tape is bad on him last year. Now, hurt himself in the game one. He had the elbow. Um, that certainly affected him, I, I think, throughout the whole season. But it doesn't affect your feet, right? You, you might have you might have trouble extending your arm, and that's horrible as an offensive lineman, but you can still get in front of people. And I think too many times, I mean, Dominic Smith had his worst year by far. He gave up six sacks. He had the most penalties on the team. It was just not good. The tape's not good. But somehow Andy Reid has seen something or seen enough that he's willing to take a chance on him. And uh, who knows? Maybe he'll be motivated and do well. I I just don't know. But uh, um, he certainly has a job, and, and it's not here. I remember you know, there were some people suggesting around the draft after they didn't get a tackle that maybe Donovan Smith would come back for less money. And I always said, it's not about the money, man. It's like, you know, giving a guy less money doesn't mean he's going to play better. And and they either like they either like the way he plays and, and they know where he's at as a player, and that's good enough or it's not. And I think they made that choice when they waived him. So we'll see what Andy Reid can do out there. But he's got he's got a quarterback that can run around back there, and that could be good or bad for a guy like Donovan Smith. 
All right, so uh, the Rays will continue. They begin their series with the New York Yankees, and they'll have them in in town all weekend. Um, the hockey boy, the hockey playoffs are interesting. How, how about, about the Panthers about, up two nothing wow. on Toronto? Wow, the Panthers are now five and one on the road this postseason. The Maple Leafs are one and four at home. And look who they've beaten. I mean, you took out the Boston Bruins, right? Mm-hmm. The best record in hockey, and now you now you've got two that you won in Toronto, who's played pretty well against the Lightning, and yeah, I mean, suddenly, suddenly the Florida Panthers. Maybe that yeah. cup may will still have a tan when it gets to South Florida this year. And by the way, TNT, uh, we're, I'm watching the Kraken and uh, mm-hmm. game right now, and it's game two. And during the intermission, they put up a graphic. Uh, playoffs are a team effort for the Kraken. First franchise playoff series win. Fifteen different goal scorers. Rookie of the Year candidate Matt Beniers, and then four Stanley Cup winners on playoff roster: Grubauer, Dunn, <laughs> Schwartz, and Schultz. Uh, excuse me. Wait a minute. What happened no, to Yanni Gord? <laughs> yeah, he won a couple. Uh, yeah, hello TNT. <laughs> they need a new graphics guy. Yeah, apparently, I put that tweet researcher. out because I'm like, excuse me. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, that's great. Well, he's had a big a big reason why I think they're they're as far as they are, and the you know, I mean, there's lightning players all over the place, including with that Florida team. Um, they're everywhere. Every team you see in, in the postseason, there's a lightning player or two that have won a Stanley Cup. So, Anyway, thanks for listening. Uh, we're here every Monday through Friday. We'll be back on Monday to talk to you about everything over the weekend. We're Steve Rusnick. I'm Extra of the Tempe Times. Have a great day, everybody. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.